Good evening, this is Three Valleys Radio. A warm welcome to another edition of Football Bloody Hell. On the show tonight, we've got Tom Bailey, Hawthorne, Dave Hilda Pryor, Martin Hellier. And I should be sneaking around as well. So, settle down and let's talk football. Good evening, everyone. It's Monday evening, and that means one thing. It's... Football? Bloody hell! I think I threw him with that intro there for a, for a moment, but uh, that voice, as always, that you can hear to kick us off is Mr. A.D. Hopper. A.D., good evening. Uh, good evening, everybody, uh, all listeners, and you guys as well. How are you doing? I'm sure they're shouting into their devices now saying, very well, AD. Yeah, Thanks very much. Probably. probably. <laughs> Mr. Paul Thorpe joins us. How are you doing, Thorpe? Very well, thank you. A pleasure to be here once again. Excellent. Uh, again, joining us is Three Valleys commentator, Mr. Tom Bailey. How are you doing, Tom? I'm very good, thank you. Glad to be back as well. Excellent. And it's that. It's that part in the schedule where we are joined by the Yeovil Town Chairman, Mr. Martin Hellier. How are you doing, Martin? Good evening. Very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. And like I just touched on off-air before we began, that with it being international break, the, the focus will probably solely be on yourself and Yeovil Town Football Club, um, unless you are able to tell me your thoughts on Moldova winning in the Faroe Islands. I thought... It was an absolutely cracking game, and I was pleased that I've been following their transfers intrinsically since the start of the season. So, yeah, absolute blinder. <laughs> I think I think you've uh, you, you've just shared the sentiments of everybody listening to this podcast. I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, couldn't have put it more succinctly things... myself. <laughs> let's talk all things National League South End because Martin the last time we spoke the um, the season I think we might have only been a couple of games underway possibly or it might not have even started if memory serves me rightly so looking at the table at the moment Yeovil Town find themselves in sixth place 17 points relatively tight league at the moment with Bath City leading the way on 20 um, I guess the first question is uh, what have you made of the uh, six game start so far? Yeah, a little bit wobbly at the start. I mean, I think I made comment when we last spoke that we talked about everything we've done except the actual kicking the ball around. Um, and, you know, up to that point and up to any commentary and so on, we obviously had some pre-season friendlies, which, was, which were really good for us. But, you know, we're now getting a few games into it. Um, we're even daring to veer our eyes towards the actual table now, even though we have this sort of... 10 game rule or whatever we 10 weeks or whatever we decide to set a limit on on what's an acceptable time to start looking at the tables but yeah i mean miss a little bit at the beginning but you know i, I would hope that you know where we're starting to go to now just adds credence to that that philosophy that myself and mark cooper and josh staunton have had that we are carefully crafting a um a side which can put up a real challenge and that's not going to be done on a whim and we're going to fly up there and win every game but we're layering um a solid strong foundation i think any club would never expect to have the same exactly the same players and the same formation at the end of the season as they did at the start and um you know football is a is a fickle mistress really but i think we're i think we're starting to prove that you know 
patience that we've asked for is is, is starting to pay off. And, and, you know, we're doing this against a backdrop of 10 years of probable sort of misery for, for the fans. So, so you know, it's going to take them a long time to, to, uh, to get over it. In terms of milestones throughout the season, Martin, um, have you set yourself uh, little milestones as to say, OK, let's see we are by the end of Halloween, uh, end of um, the Christmas period, and then sort of start to assess things from there? Is it sort of something that you've got in mind periodically as the season yeah, progresses? You do in any business. You have those strategic milestones, and you have those things that you'll, you know... Look at it at eleven AM and then again two PM or something like that. So 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 every sinuate of the business has got varying degrees of sort of benchmarks and so on. Um, I'm someone that probably overanalyzes everything, looks at something all the time, and I'm I'm, I'm pleased that I do that, and I, I think that reflects in not only what we're doing at Yeovil but what we've done in our in our in our, in our group as general. So so you know it's you know sweating the small stuff and 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 looking at every single thing and we do from hour to hour to week to week to month to month it's it's, there's no there's no you know we don't get to monday and then put our feet up until sort of saturday afternoon it's a continual thing and and you know we're not just talking about football here we're talking about um you know finance the corporate facilities the hospitality the the fan zone the, the branding the media output on and on and on so so it's certainly a business that keeps you busy. Um, and, you know, again, I thought about it the other day. If you think at the moment we're, you know, we're, with another hat on, for example, we're, we're developing a hotel up the road. Now, I would expect that hotel to be the absolute business when it's finished. But it's going to look like a building site halfway in between. And on a, on a much smaller scale, if you like, or on a slightly different sort of way of looking at it, the the club and the and the and the team and the and the formation and the tactics and everything are things that we're building and improving upon and you know let's not forget where we were back in May and uh, for all the gains we've made off the pitch I think it's feeding through now into the into the confidence and the belief in in the players and the supporters. You mentioned Martin um, over the summer that. Um... The weeks, it did feel, you know, that that old adage that a week's a long time in football, and particularly when there is no football on the pitch, you're, it obviously feels like that summer probably felt like a lifetime for you to try and get actually get to the point where we start the season. But now we have kicked off. Have you noticed that those weeks are starting to get a lot quicker? Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially when you've got a Saturday, a Tuesday, a Saturday, a Tuesday, a Saturday. Um, you know, there's a lot of preparation that goes in to hosting a football match and, and running a stadium and, um, you know, testament to every member of staff that's there, um, you know, contributing to that because it's quite quite heavy going, um, you know, from, you know, that in the tea bar to, to you know, uh, one of the players on the pitch and everything in between. You know, it's so many cogs to it and, and it relies on, on people working really hard and, and kind of subscribing to the kind of, uh, you know, levels of quality and service that we aim for. So everyone's, everyone's really stepped up their game and, you know, they all, they all contribute as much as I do, for sure. Martin, looking at the, the uh, on-the-field activities, have you been surprised at the standard of the opposition? Bearing in mind this is the first time well, I've certainly experienced this level of football. So, um, you know, we're doing okay. I'm not moaning particularly, but I just just wondered well, if the if the standard was was any higher or lower than you'd expected. I think <clears throat> I think a lot of people would be surprised. But then, you know, upon reflection, if you drop down from National League to National League South, that doesn't mean the players in that league are fifty percent, uh, you know, less skilled than, than, than the league above. It, it's a very kind of variable thing. And those different teams would have had their different good and bad fortunes over the time. You've also got to remember that, you know, as many people will say, the Oval is a giant historical club and it's a hell of a scalp to take. Um, some of these teams have come up through the grassroots level um, 
to the National League South. They've not been to a stadium like ours. It's a coliseum to them. And so to take a scalp like Yeovil is, um, you know, that's kind of their FA Cup game. And so ultimately not surprised, perhaps surprised at the speed that some of them get off on the get-go and put the pressure on. Um, you can see there's certain tactics in that. Uh, but I'd never make the assumption that, uh, you know, I mean, uh, last year, Torquay, we're in, our, we're in our league and so on. And, and, you know, it doesn't mean they're 50% better than they were just because they've dropped down one. So it's very, it's very finite sort of differences between it all. Um, so I, I never expected them to be, um, uh, you know, far, far less skilled on the pitch than ourselves. And, and if I did, well, for every percent I expected that, I, I expected, um, you know, every percent of them being far, far more determined. So it balances up pretty well there, I should. Thorpe, we've um, obviously been commentating together so far this season. You've been saying um, for a fair few years since we've been doing Three Valleys Radio, really, that um, the place has just been needed in terms of, um, it's, it's been in need of a, of a bit of, love and, and and tlc and you've been yeah. really impressed with what you've seen so far because i don't think you've had an opportunity to speak to martin on the pod yet correct me if i'm wrong i uh, know we've had uh, one little visit together uh, right at the very start didn't we like uh, martin yeah. but um yeah got to the got to the ground first game and was uh yeah the freshness was there i mean i think that it had been let go really really bad um and uh, for someone who's been on the on the on the like uh, ground staff when I first came to the football club, back at the old ground, you know, it is a real joy to see because you know I, I know how quickly that they, they, they can fall apart. And um, though that that's your asset, isn't it? That's your business asset, like you know, and it's uh, all part of it. So to see job fund, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and it it needs that TLC, and um, you know, and it was really lovely to see that. Um, Blessed Martin had uh, put his hand in his pocket and, um, and and done some really really good freshening up, and I think that that's made a big difference. The people coming through the door, the punters, you know, it's, and um, uh, and you know, and he again supported the, the management team in in getting a squad together for the start of the season, which was definitely on a losing streak, and that's what we've got to remember that trying to get away from that losing streak that the the, the club had really fallen into. Um, is not easy, and uh, anybody who thought this league was a pushover um, is, 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 is definitely going to get a good shock through the system. You know, Eastbourne Borough being run really well over the last 10 15 years, they now have just gone full time. That's something to me as was that's where my family come from. So, for me, seeing that, that's an incredible step forward for that football club, you know. And we've got to find our way back uh, into the dizzy heights of a next level by grafting away and it's funny that, that Martin actually said um, when the teams come it's their cup final I've actually written that down on my little thing it's down there cup, the cup final and that's exactly, that's exactly um, what it used to be when at the old ground you know cold keepers would have amazing games you know weed it close to crossbar and you know and, and, and um, as it goes on so yeah I'm absolutely must put my hands together and clap him for it for his efforts so far um because obviously like also you know martin is very new to that but no disrespect but very new to the footballing scene and running the football club and um i think his eyes have been opened uh quite dramatically and seeing the way things have been run the way he wants them to martin's be run. nodding furiously i might yeah, add listener <laughs> yeah you know and it's been quite uh eye-opener for him i can, can see well i've reaction. got some I've got, I've got um, um, a relative and they're expecting their first baby. And I can remember thinking that no matter how much advice people give you, it never prepared me at all for when that baby came along. And it got me thinking that, you know, a year ago or six months, no one could have ever prepared me for what owning a football club is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, some similarities there for sure. Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. You know, but again, the, the freshness is there. You know, we, we're getting to the end of the, the the holidays, so hopefully the crowds will pick up there now. You know, um, and um, it, it's um, good to see the atmosphere. I'm loving the drum. 
question for you. Where's that, where's that drum? Who picks that drum up and takes it back inside? It's not left there all the time, surely, is it? No, no, the frame will be, but the drum will come inside because it will contract and, and, and expand <laughs> with the weather and so on. So uh, it is relatively light despite the size of it. And, um, you know, when I was looking at 36 inches on a tape measure, it really didn't look that much. <laughs> and then it turned out... And we were just steady, like, oh. steady. <laughs> <laughs> well, every inch counts, um, wow, quite. Uh, but it was like, you know, there was a collective gasp in the office. Yeah. <laughs> what have we done? What have um, we done, yeah. So, you know, we'll try with that one. So, I mean, you get yeah, it's good. experts good. saying it should be smaller and this and that and so on. It's a bit of fun at the moment. It's no bother. And I must say, it certainly kept the fans. It's a great timing. It it, it, it started off songs. It complemented songs. Um, um, uh um, was it Callum? I think that was doing it. I forget. Sorry if I got your name wrong. But I like even the little, the little heartbeat kind of things are yeah. picking up. And and you know I, what I wanted to bring was more of a celebratory kind of carnival atmosphere, if you like, into the stadium um, when you've just come in from a fan zone. It's got music playing and and uh, you know beers and chat with your friends and. You know, I, I keep I keep sort of trying to get this across to fans. It's okay to feel sort of fun and relax and enjoy it. You know, it's mm. football. And I don't think, you know, I think there's a big portion of fans that absolutely cannot understand how much their positive support affects the players. And conversely, some of the young lads in that team when there's negative stuff being shouted out, it really, really affects their performance. And and I would ask if any fan, however however small a contribution, wants to be responsible for negatively affecting a player. So just keep that going. And the drum was designed really to to keep that stuff going during not only the wins, but the losses and the big lulls in the middle. It really was just a simple thing to... to to bring that on, and I and I think it really affected the play on Saturday. I think one of I the I've got one, Paul. Sorry, just saying one of the big things that Martin was, uh, I believe, I'm right in saying when he first got uh, close to the start of the season, he wanted the fans' experience back. Yeah, you know, and um, I, I certainly think that that started to happen, and you can feel feel the buzz. There was, you know, like compared to what it was when the. Uh, previous owners were in charge you know it, there's such a dramatic change you know um you know we still get the stupid comments behind us behind us and around us but in general i think that is a is a much more positivity around the football club and you know and uh, i can't compliment you enough for, for how you've tried Thank to achieve you. that I, I just think that you know if we're playing host and that is if i was playing host in my home or playing host in the stadium which is actually more my home probably at the moment that you know, you try to treat your guests with some, you know, to have a good time. Mm. Um, they can arrive. Have you got a massive drum in your living room? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed a piece of quiet. Um, it's like, well, it, uh, I did have a drum set here. I'm down to a few other instruments, but the drums are gone. Um, but, you know, you're playing host. And I just see it same as if I was having some friends around for some dinner or a drink or whatever. It was a stadium with three and a half thousand people, you're playing host to them and you want them to walk away having a good time. Why why at all in any situation would I want them to leave there being unhappy? Bar, bar, the, bar the football result, um, you know, and, and, and really, you know, that that is football, um, sort of get used to it sort of thing. But you you, you just want them to have a good time. They're, they're, they're effectively in my house in, in that respect. And... And, yeah, you can't please everyone, of course, you know, despite the facts, you know, they still have a club. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of pick on a drum or something. But I did wonder, Martin, I did wonder if the, the drum was just a lack of communication at board level. I wondered if someone suggested that we need to drum up extra revenue and someone took it too literally. <laughs> no, I think it was really to drum up the atmosphere. I like it when you're watching some... 
Brazil game or something, and there's trumpets mm. and drums, and it's almost mm. it's almost like Mardi Gras or. or, or, or so is or, the samba band uh, next? Is that what you're saying? I'd like I'd like to get a trumpeter. <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, well, we used I, to I, have I, a trumpeter. I fancy, didn't I we? A few did. years ago, yeah. Yeah. I just think, you know, people need to embrace it and have a good time. And to be honest with you, I think some of them are almost reluctant to 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 embrace that because they they've suffered so long the other way and, 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 and mm. they might be a little bit nervous about that. But you know, it's it's some fun and, and, and it really made a difference. I can I can tell every fan in that stadium and certainly in the Thatcher's end. It made a, pos- a tangible, positive difference to the mm. team Saturday. Tommy, you, you were in the in the Thatcher stand. What what was it like? You were close up to it, weren't you? I went home with a headache, which is the first time <laughs> I can say that for a football match, and I think it's the best headache I've ever had. It was brilliant. I uh, I loved the whole thing. Brilliant, brilliant. And I and I you know I apologise to the handful that don't. Um, you know I'd be sort of. Uh, you know, if it was fit round the other way and I took it away because seven people didn't like it and 2,000 people did, um, it's everything subjective. But we are, you know, at a football match. It's loud. We need to, God damn, pardon the pun, drum up a bit of an atmosphere there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'll continue to do that from outside the gate and inside the gate and everything in between. And, and you know, I think the whole place has lacked that, Rasmataz kind of showbiz aspect that, that goes hand in hand with sport. And well, so- talking talking of that bit, Martin. Sorry, just wanted to jump in there because as uh, working for Three Valleys Radio, we haven't really had an opportunity to go down to the cider space and and have a look around at what's obviously been installed there. Um, Tom, just very quickly over to you. Have you had an opportunity to walk around it when you've been in there as a fan or, or not yet? Um, I've not wandered around it. I've wandered through it, though. And particularly for the first home game against St Albans, um, I remember coming in from the opposite side uh, where the car park was, walking all the way through because I was sat at the Bamford stand and it was just wading through this sea of people. I just couldn't believe how many people were there and... Well, the smiles on people's faces. Honestly, I couldn't. I not seen. I've not gone for very long, but I've not seen anything like that as as a Yeovil fan. Um, even in my sort of limited memories as a as a young boy, I don't remember seeing that. Even when we were supposedly in our good days, so it really feels like there's something special that's starting to that's starting to um, be made. I mean, we're, we're 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 literally providing a kind of festival before the match. Um, yeah. And it, it does make you wonder um, where all those people went before. Because, I mean, we've been also blessed with a lot of sunshine, which helps a lot. And, you know, we're turning our minds to the winter months and the autumn and what we'll do there and so on. But the, the feeling is, is fantastic. It's, it's like you're just at a festival with your friends. There's a different band there every Saturday you know, we're optimising the, the, you know, the drink service and getting that going. Every every couple of weeks, I'll dip in my own personal pocket and I'll I'll buy a few more picnic benches to go out there and so on. And it's good fun evolving it. But um, as Tom said, it's it's just like this really nice, friendly, really busy area that everyone's really enjoying themselves. And then they can go and watch a football match. How does it work, Martin? Have you got have you got um, sort of a bookings list, and then you've, you you go up to so far in advance, or are you doing it week to week? How's how's that with working? The bands, with yeah, the band. yeah. I mean, I think mostly Keith on on Stadium Ops, who's who's doing an absolute fantastic job on on managing the whole place and the sort of operations in that respect. I think it's actually getting to the point now where some of these bands are coming to us and saying, "Can we do it?" It's almost mm. like a little like a little accolade or something to play if you wish on a Saturday. And so we're quite, we're quite selective on, 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 on who we have, to be honest with you. Um, we can't be that selective. It's not, you know, sort of massive choices, but um, Keith seems to be sorting it out. And, and it's lucky now I get to the stage when I just ask him 
who's playing and he's sorted <laughs> it, whereas before I was sort it's of... Not, it's not like the X Factor, Martin, and they go through to your house to the final stage and then you get the final say. It's not no, quite I like think that. Not, quite, <laughs> not quite that. We'll wait till the crowds get up to, you know, dizzy heights or something. But, I mean, everyone we've had there, and, and, and they vary nicely as well. You know, we had the guy that was just there on a the piano the other, the other week. Fantastic. Oh, forgive me, I forget his name. Um, they're old friends of mine in the storm. Um, and, and, you know, the band we had at the weekend were fantastic, really great harmonies and really good numbers. And they just play numbers that seem to suit the mood, the sunshine. You were friends, you're having a drink, full of anticipation for the game. It's that thing. People need to soak that up and love it. It's okay to feel great about being at Yeovil Town Football Club. Trust me. It's, Martin, do you I have know... a financial uh, a limit on it? I, mean, I was wondering what about Simply Red. Could you get them in? <laughs> well, I, 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 I would, Aidy, but we'd probably have record low crowds like that. <laughs> What's wrong with Simply Red? Oh, I like them. I like them. I'm, I'm with you on that. But, uh, you know, I don't want to start another another ruckus on Twitter. If it's all right. But, uh, I, mean, I honestly believe that we're, we're building a personality with a club, which is which is, which is is bigger than its, you know, perimeter fencing, if you like. It's, it's There's something, even before any of this, there's something so special about Yeovil Town that permeates way outside the geography of this area with so many people and yeah. so we're making this part of the characteristic part of that ballsy belief in who we are which is just not just confined to the perimeter of that club or the or the you know uh, border of this this town and we're really loving it and and why not you know think think like a premier club no one deliberately no one deliberately does things at a lesser level because you're because you're in the National League stuff. Or certainly those people that know me know I don't do anything at a lesser level. And it's 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 a great I, I don't want to call it an experiment, it's a great project. It's uh it's fantastic. You know, we can tweak it and it's something you can really have some fun with and see it in the people's faces and in the feedback. And and as far as I'm concerned, you know, it, it's it's massively humbling to do what we consider are the basics that you should provide a fan base that have trudged up there for for decades, some of them, and, you know, waded through puddles and hung around at the back of the stadium, you know, full of gardeners' equipment. Um, you know, it's a, the injustice of that alone has, has, made us, has made us really enjoy doing it. It's fun. It's actually great fun, that aspect of it. Martin, from the point of view of um, attendances... I mean, obviously, this is part of the, the whole package that you're trying to create there. But has the uh, has the attendance levels that you've been achieving uh, surprised you? Has it satisfied you, or do you want more? Well, I mean, you obviously want more. Uh, we know that, but uh. yeah, um, I think sometimes when we when we see a screenshot on the Monday or Tuesday of, of uh, the attendances at other teams in our league, um, I certainly know when we did the. 3,400 or so, it would have uh, it would have been the highest attendance in National League above. It would have put us even in League Two attendance numbers. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's it surprised me and humbled me massively. And of course, you've got to bear in mind. Okay, so I think on the Saturday, what was it? 3,500 on the Tuesday night. 3,400. Someone made the comment, "Oh, look, it's dwindling already." Well, look, if you're a regular guy on the street and you've got a Saturday, a Tuesday, a Saturday, a Tuesday, a Saturday, you've got a lot of explaining to your missus when you get home. When you've, when you've spent probably £100 a match, yeah. you know, yeah. you're getting on for about 400 quid that month. So yeah. you've got a lot of explaining to do or take her along with you. And I'm, I don't know which is the which is the more favourable <laughs> option on that. And so, yeah, I mean, what was it, Saturday, 2,700? Um yeah, it's, it's absolutely massively humbling. And that's as fans, I mean, last season, the average was 2,200, I think, in general. Um, National League South averages, you'd be lucky to do 1,100. You'd be lucky to hit 1,000. And here's us, you know, Yeovil, doing 2,7, and we're at the start. And, you know, I think it's testament 
no, no testament to me, testament to all those fans that have prepared to come along and have a look and, and um, you know, believe in us. So it's, it's absolutely fantastic. The numbers are great as far as I'm also, also the fact that if we uh, are up there towards the end of the season, those gates are going to increase even further. So that's, uh, that, that's for sure. You know, and, you know that, holiday that, season, people yeah. away and so on so absolutely so uh yeah if we, if we uh keep on going on this run which has been you know impressive of late then uh so hopefully that those gates will increase uh as we get further into the season people want to be part of the you know the excitement of possibly getting promotion but also hearing what's going on around the club with for the fans experience as well listen the americans have been doing it for years and years haven't they yeah you know with their with their fan zones and um Hopefully, this is like a little miniature part of that, and like you said, you develops over a period of time. Yeah, it's you know we we've got to do it, you know, gradually, carefully, and so on. Sky's the limit as far as is what we do, and I think you're right, Paul. You know, those crowds will increase, and and we 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 perfectly take on the fact that that we need to perform as a team, and and prove that you know we're building exciting times. And giving them reason to come along, but you know we smack it out of the park uh, in this league on attendance figures, and mm. you know that's that's as you mentioned, you'll hear the odd bad comment here on here and there on on Twitter. You know the home of the insecure or whatever, and the fact is, all of those people turning up and enjoying that match are not thinking that or saying that. They're actually the real fans that are coming along and proving, um, proving you know they they have that belief which goes beyond on a social. Media. You say Martin there about whether or not you have to, that decision to make about whether you take your misses or not. I've been having a little look at the fixtures and um, the last game of the season away to Dover actually falls on when my missus turns thirty. So if it right. ends up being a trophy lift. I'm hoping that she quite likes would quite like to see the White Cliffs of Dover and maybe I'll have to sell it that way. I, I, I think you can wrap that up in a completely convincing romantic package. <laughs> I have no doubts of, at all about that. As long as I'm not the one telling her, I reckon you can you can you can definitely, you definitely get away with that. <laughs> I will I will I will sh- make sure that she listens to this. <laughs> Good. Um Highlights, um, Martin. Obviously, we're only six games in, but presumably the highlights so far on the pitch would be the Western game. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, that was one where, you know, I believe it's, what, 220 days since an away win, uh, something to that effect. Well, that's certainly one of those things that I'm sort of glad to paint over that one, if you like. Um, not, Not by any... Was the feeling more relief amongst Mark Cooper and the players just to get that, like you say, just mark that one off? The think, fact it was Western yeah, I, I as well. Think any, I think anyone would feel would feel relieved by it. Um, strangely, I felt I felt more nervous about Saturday's game just passed at home than I did about the Western one because I wanted to, to follow it up. I wanted to up. cement on top of that. Yeah, and um, yeah, the Western one, and of course, you know how sort of twitchy it got near the end. Um, mm. And the reality, I stood there and I thought the reality between this season and last season was I'm dreading equalising, you know, going home with a draw. And I mean, mm. I mean that would have been a that would have been quite a blessing last season at most times. So, you know, we all want to win, but you almost sort of banish losing from your mind because you, you, we, we, we've stepped up that level of expectation or hope or or dreams or whatever, but. Yeah, I mean, and look at the support. I mean, 850 people, 850 fans take uh, on to, to an away game on a Tuesday night. I mean, that's Yeovil again, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Compare 100%. any other team in the league. Compare any other team in the league above <clears throat> sometimes. And that is that is what Yeovil is. And that's what, you know, that's what those sort of naysayers have got to see beyond. That it's not just that foot on the ball. It's the whole ethos and the roots and the community and the belief and the, and the, and the, you know making ourselves more than of course more than we necessarily need to but that doesn't mean you don't do it you just you know make it an experience all, all round and 
that feeds through. All of this feeds through to what happens on that pitch. Um, and, you know, I reiterate that that positive support from the fans, um, it truly, truly, and I've sat with those players and spoke to them about it, it truly affects their performance. So, you know, be under no illusion on that. But we, they all deserve this and the fans deserve this and, and the club deserves it. It's just been such a painfully neglected asset of the community. So it's fantastic fun. Martin, have you got any um, uh, aspirations or uh, with the FA Cup? You know, we'll obviously realise the history of the town in the um, FA Cup. And uh, if, have you have you put any stipulation what where you roughly want to get to, or is it just like a bit of a um, let's see how it goes? Play to win in every yeah. game, you know, um, and 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 just believe. And I and I do, you know, I never interfere with with Mark's strategy or anything like that, but. You know, I occasionally say to the lads, you know, just play like a 12-year-old's up the wreck on a Sunday without all the kind of overthinking and, and, and so on and, and, and bring flair to it and, 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 and be, be a maverick and, and, and take chances, not so much as to jeopardise the entire game or so on. And, and, you know, probably what I say is beyond what I should say as far as interfering goes. But my, my, my biggest fear in all of it is that any of the players hold back through some form of apprehension or anxiety because they're afraid that if they miss kick it or do something wrong they're going to be in for some terribly cruel kind of chance from the fans and that's not away fans that's our fans that are there to support the team and want them to do well so I think it's just you know to be able to take a little bit of that pressure off and I think possibly Frank was feeling a little bit like that at the beginning, and I think he's finding he's finding that that click now. And you know, look how he delivered on Saturday. And so, yeah. I I I certainly, from my own personal point of view, wouldn't want any of those team on that pitch to be concerned about what the chairman might think um, on 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 how they might sort of take a chance on something. But ultimately, Mark runs that team. Um, but I think, and, and the other point I'd make, and I don't look at any of the social media stuff just in case that disappoints anyone that thinks I do, but I would imagine there's still a few kind of Cooper comments on there. Well, I'd bet if I'd appointed a different manager at the start of this season, they'd all be saying he was fantastic for where we are right now. But they mm. wouldn't, of course, say that. So, so you know, there's food for thought on that one as well. I think these paths just touch on that on the the Cooper stuff. It really feels like the past two, three, maybe even four games. It really feels like we're turning a corner. Even yeah. I think after the Haven game, which was probably well, it was probably the lowest point of the season. Since then, it's only gone up. And hearing in the Thatcher stand the Mark Cooper chants of like Mark Cooper's Green and White Army. Yeah. Hearing that, considering four games ago people were screaming for him to go, it was. It was refreshing that we could not only get back behind the manager again, get behind the team, and even just—I mean, Weston felt so special of yeah. like the the ten-minute Ole chance and at the end having them all applaud, and they just stayed there because they well they just wanted to soak it all in, and yeah. deservedly so. They they earned that win. Um, it feels so refreshing to have a manager that we want to back again, and have a team that we want to back again, and players that we enjoy watching again. It's, Chairman. Um, and a chairman that we love as well. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, six to death of the last one. This one's much better. That's the best so. way to keep you last one. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 you know, I obviously do other things. I have other businesses. And, and you know, anyone around around you would would tell you that I put the absolute best into all of it. And, and Yeovil Town uh, Football Club is one of my businesses. It doesn't get less. It doesn't get any compromise. It doesn't get kind of, oh, well, it's football or anything like that. We're, we're absolutely working incredibly hard. We optimise, we make small changes. I have a sit-down with a gaffer and a skipper a couple of days after every single game, whether we lost, whether we won, just for general chat, not, not to critique them, but to also help my understanding of, of the kind of um, philosophy with it all. And, you know, it's just sort of just just believe in it and support it 
until we give you a real sizable reason not to support it. And so far, I haven't seen that sizable reason. I know there's people that if they, they, they'll always need to moan about the problem. If you solve the problem, it's terrible because they can't moan about it anymore. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. They can do that. I can't hear them. Um, that said, constructive criticism, etc. fine. But, you know, we've, we've put so much into it, and so does Mark, and so does the players, and so does all the staff and the majority of the fans, that we're not going to be perturbed by those people who, who just almost don't want to win. They, they need to do that. So there we go. But we appreciate everyone that supports the club, of course. Martin, you mentioned there about the debrief that you'll have with um, Josh and Mark after each game. Have you um, not changed your mind, but have you um, almost opened your mind a little bit more to how things run inside the club as opposed to when you were looking at something objectively as a fan? Do you sometimes come away from those debriefs thinking, oh, do you know what, I hadn't looked at it from that perspective or I haven't thought of that? And has that changed your own yeah, well, I mean, you in, football. In, in terms of business, I mean, you know, football is a business, but then it's so it's so far removed from a business because you're not entirely in control of all those moving parts in a in a in a football club. Um, I've certainly learned um, the biggest thing I've learned is is um, how can I put it the the meaning of comradeship and friendship. And some really deep, soulful, kind people within that club, within that team, certain players and so on. Um, I, the, the absolute bizarre thing really is, is it's a business that I've gone into and learned far more about uh, human nature, if you like, and kindness than any business aspect of it. And, 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 and more so how instrumental that positivity is on the pitch um you know i think i think there's a common sort of thought that players aren't affected by criticism or bad press and so on they're humans they they all have a life they all have the ups and downs that we have when we get up or go to bed and everything in between but the biggest thing is the is the is the um my better understanding of of the kindness of humans humans and so on. I would say that. So yeah. It's a, a strange one. And it's not something you go out and spend so much money on to find out. But um, <laughs> it's 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 a hugely human sort of interactive business. You know, it's 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 so many personalities, characters, um, that you know the, the stuff that really touches your heart is is their apparent emotional commitment to you know it's on a level what mine is and yet they have no hugely vested interest like I might have and so that's that's far more humbling and there's some really beautiful souls really kind people in that club and in that team and uh, mm. that's been the biggest eye opener for sure Martin what since uh, you know we last spoke to you uh, the, the uh, ever-increasing influence of the Saudi league seems to be affecting us. Now, obviously, I'm not suggesting that they're going to be queuing up to get the overtown players, but as a, as a, a football chairman, what's your, what's, what, what's your view on it? You know, How do you see it with so much money actually, sloshing I, around? I did actually have an American investor um, tap me up the other day, um, and maybe that's kind of feeding off the kind of Wrexham sort of buzz and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I said, no, we're all right, thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been here. Whoever's got the most money is always going to be going to be trying to get the, the the biggest advantage, and especially what we've touched on with the stuff that goes all around it—the show busy stuff, the TV rights, the merchandising, the on and on and on and on. And as we know, in 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 many of these top clubs, ticket revenue is absolutely insignificant. I think one of your guests said one of the clubs it was. Three percent of, of revenue was was uh, was uh, um, contributed by by tickets. So yeah, you know, it's always going to be this perverse um, thing that exists at top level. 
I've said it before, it's only going to get worse. Um, if, if, if it became, if it meant anything to those that, that run the, the premiership, they, they, they put a stop to it. And, and until it sort of bothers them, like it might bother us, it's going to carry on. And money talks, it always does. And, and sometimes at the detriment of, of the actual game on the pitch, maybe. So, mm-hmm. but no, 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 uh, no, no sort of uh, limousines pulling up outside of Hewish and, and <laughs> uh, you know, sort of few. Uh, you know, I've got to politically be correct now, haven't I? So, so um, some Arabs getting out or something. So, no, no camels pulling up, nothing like that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Thorpey. Well, just a couple of things I picked up on there is that you know, as a, as an ex-player, like I think that. Um, I can certainly tell you, through the season, you're going through every single emotion, um, you know, with with maybe a little bit of lack of form and you're, you're beating yourself up and then you're getting a few brash comments, like Martin says, from the crowd. And, you know, I, I, I was fairly lucky on that one because, you know, the fans, bless them, were, were pretty good to me. Like, But um, I certainly know the players have suffered that. You know, and then you've got to enjoy the good times and work your way hard through, through the hard times. And um, but certainly as an ex-player... I can tell you now, you can go through every single emotion, um, you know, uh, when you're trying to fight off relegation and then maybe next season you might be fighting for promotion. But, you know, you, you, it really is sometimes mentally for players, I think, is the hardest part. Um, and the, hard, the hardest part of my career was always, you know, um, was, the, was the mental side of it because, because you are so many ups and downs. You know, one, one day you might be like the, you know, it's, you'd score and the elation is absolutely unbelievable. The next minute you might go and get an own goal and you're you're back down in the gutter again. So anybody that feels that the, the players are, are like robots nowadays, you know, they're not. They're not because they do feel it and they, um, you know. And the other thing as well is I picked up is that um, you know Chelsea have spent uh, nearly a billion pounds and they haven't got success. Derby County in the nineties spent. Uh, I think it was more than most uh, Premiership clubs uh, to get back into the from the Championship back into the to the Premiership. They never got success. They ended up halfway up there. Right. So I think I think that's really I mean, important. That... Yeah. Just as a just as a completely random example, even York City have done York so. York City, yeah, and, and struggling. Yeah. So the quality of player <laughs> is absolutely. Stop laughing, Martin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. But I, I've actually got that down here as well. I've written like. The Uglers and, and uh, York, where where are they? You know, and um, it's actually a pleasure to see them actually down there, as far as I'm concerned. Because, uh, and and I don't want to be politically correct on that one. I think that, uh, but it's but also, um, you know, the recruitment is is so vital, and and getting those type of right blend, looking at your team, where you're going to get your next player, where there might be a little bit of a weakness, you know, and um, that that's something that uh, is also really, really valuable. Really, yeah. Mark really, really, really analyzes that aspect to it, where there's weak spots. You can't just go out and get and, and, and fill that spot off, of, you know, get them off the shelf tomorrow and fill that spot. There's a, there's a, a huge amount of negotiation and timing, and, and it's all got to yeah. add up financially. And, and you know, we, we, we've put a lot into the player budget, and, and you know, there's limits to everything. So um, there's a lot of sort of balance in the books. I think the comment was last season. Um, we're not so so rigid in that, but certainly I know that every player that comes on board, um, you know, keeps could provide an exacting rationale as to why we're doing that, and you know that's good enough for me. Yeah, I think we've even seen that with even just the basics of the recruitment. In that last season, we were the bottom scorers in the entire league, so we went and bought four top class strikers, and. Uh, there was a point where I was, was slightly where I was like, maybe we've bought too many strikers. But, I mean, yeah. as we've seen, you can never have enough. Um, even just basics like that is just, well, it's it's just much better than last season. And, and sure. yeah. the history of pads, just basic things being picked up on. And it's people care again now, which is brilliant well, I think, to see. Uh, you know, I don't think we're far off of being at half the goals we scored in the entire season last, last yeah. season. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and, and I, I, I'm sort of, with you on that a little bit, Tom, when you said but sort of too many strikers and, and or, or how they kind of click together and how they fit in together. Um, and and so, you know, we had to throw a lot at that because we were so 
you know, devoid of anything really up front there. Um, but yeah, I think it's settling down and it, it, it gives us a war chest where, you know, if, if we've had, if we've had a striker playing 90 minutes on the, on the Saturday and we've got a Tuesday match coming up, at least we've got that versatility to, to rest him off a bit and, and, and try someone else. And all, all I know is, you know, I've said it sort of around the start of the season that we need to let it click. And it feels like it's getting tighter and tighter and closer and closer together and the pieces are fitting. And I don't think any anyone's gonna I don't think anyone's gonna nail that in the first one or two matches. I mean we lost at Hamill. Um uh but you know, we, the the level of perseverance doesn't doesn't waver after that. We 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 have a we have a long term mission with this season, with the club, with the with the years to come and so on and, and you know, like any member of staff in, in anything I do, I, 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 I trust the people that's currently there doing it. Um, and that's, and, and I think that gives them the freedom to be a little bit more sort of daring with it, if you like. Martin, I've seen in the last hour or so that um, Yeovil Town have actually um, tweeted out that um, the fixture against Hampden and Richmond uh, will be segregated. Um would it be fair to say that Yeovil Town will probably be tweeting about that for every away game going into the season based on what, what we've seen so far? And do so. you get much yeah. of a conversation within that or is it very much up to the to, to the football club of where Yeovil will be playing against? Yeah, it's entirely up to the club we're visiting. Um, yeah. There's no conversation at all that takes place. Um, I think you have to think they, they, they obviously... Um, with some of the clubs in this level, their resource for stewarding and the, and the money they can put towards that is is a very very sort of tough shout. We've started um, almost by default now sending a couple of our stewards um, to their ground when we visit. They have the familiarity with certain supporters, if you like, that might might be might be there for you know less desirable reasons and so on, and and so. We do go there, and that does come at a financial club to our co- a, a cost to our club to provide that to an away game, which from which we obviously don't get any ticket revenue. Um, and so, I think you're just going to almost see that as an absolute standard throughout this season. I can't see that changing, but we don't get any heads up on that at all. And it's probably wise, I should think. Martin, going back to that Hemel Hempstead game, um, obviously. <laughs> Everybody was was praying for the dream start, weren't we? I'm sure you were. Yeah. Um, and of course, then you had to first of all cope with with the 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 whole amount of anticipation that was there, which must have been really strong. Plus, oh. playing on a, a plastic pitch, which you know it's already been decided that they're not quite as as playable as as, as grass. I mean, it's meant to be played in grass, and it wasn't. Was it a, a huge disappointment to you that they lost that? That just on the, in the t- in the context of the, you know, the dream start. Everybody wanted it that was, dream it start. Was, it, it was a, it was a, a sort of rude awakening, if you like, because up to that game, in every aspect of the club since we took over, it was win, 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 win. Yeah. Whether the green paint looked great, whether it was a you know a, a new bar there or. or player recruitment or the success we had in all the pre-season matches and so on. So, of course, of course, you know, I think we had our wings clipped. And, and to be honest with you, not that anyone would wish to lose their first game of the season. It almost maybe just brought us a little bit down to earth to say now it's about what happens on the pitch 100%. And... You know, you got eleven guys trying to trying to achieve the same thing, and yeah, put us on the hop, um, and that's that. I mean, it's football. It's yeah. just within a season, you're going to lose a game, and who can who could who could anticipate it will be that first one? But but I mean, I'm sure statistically, is that as much chance of that is is losing the last one. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you're going into a different season, different teams. New players, um, everything, 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 and and you know no one's driving up there saying we're going to win this. Uh, you know we want to win it, we're determined to win it. But again, you know it happened on the first one. 
we've been pretty pretty lucky if if you want to call it luck since then i mean if we'd had this run we've had now and then lost at hemel would people be having the same level of kind of oh my god you know we've lost so it just happened to be the first game mm. and if it clipped our wings a bit pull up our socks and and and, and be wary that they can really get you know, from the get-go, can really get off with some speed and, and, and catch us out, well, then then that's what it is. I think I think probably it touches on your question of did we expect National League South to be a pushover? Well, maybe there's an element of it where we didn't quite know until we start playing it. And it's clear that the, the, the difference between down here and the one above, at times, can be very, very marginal. So, yeah. Does it almost feel like it's a shame that the next fixture is an FA Cup match because now we've got that little bit of momentum going and you maybe want to keep that rolling on in the league? Or is it a case of, well, if you actually look at the team that Yeovil were playing against, then potentially there's an opportunity there to get more goals, possibly rotate the squad a little bit if Mark yeah. wants to do that and keep it going yeah. that way. It's an opportunity for our players to, to, to you know, and don't, don't get me wrong, we're not, we don't take anything for granted regardless, but it is an opportunity for our players to, to perhaps really showcase their skills a little bit more relaxed in doing so. Um, you know, not one word that I'm saying is to make the assumption that Stoneham's going to be absolute pushover. It's 11 guys that kick a ball around. They, 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 they could be, you know, sort of make it tricky. But I do think you would expect us at least to be more more um more maverick on it and more more you know chuck it more flare in and 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 uh and have some fun with it but you know it's 11 versus 11 and you can all have an off day and and so but i'm looking forward to it uh, i think and i mean look how many own games we've had uh, on the on the trot mm. probably un- unprecedented mm. I, I reckon uh it's been crazy isn't it i think so i think after saturday the pitch will be glad for a little bit of a breather mm be honest with you, and yeah. the groundsmen are doing a fantastic job. <laughs> um, but it's also been good to have so many home games, the stress test, the kind of systems we put in, and the fan zone, and the, the bars, and the upgraded tea bars, and hospitality, and all that. It's thrown a lot of people at it. It's allowed us to optimise it. My Jack, again, has been, you know, spearheading all the hospitality side of it, done a fantastic job there, bless him. And so, um, yeah, it, it, it's just, it's just a, you know, we all deserve to be happy and celebrating what it is now and where it is. Um, you know, I'm not going to harp on about not nearly having a club, but just the mood last year and where we brought it to now, and and just, you know, we're we're what a few points from the top at the moment, early days, but you know, this is where it starts to bed down a little bit. No, no player comes out on that pitch to deliberately play badly, you know. Yeah, so, they, and 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 if when they lose a game, they're heartbroken. Let every fan know that they're heartbroken. Mm. And there's certainly, you know, no, no less heartbroken than, than than I would be or any fan would be. So, so you know, we 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 want what you want. Trust us. It'd be nice well, to get Yeovil in, in their headlines for the FA Cup because, as you know, they, they, they've got... I don't know if they've still got the record for the number of league scalps, but um, now that uh, we're kind of down in, in amongst it, it would be nice to start getting a few more league scalps and uh, getting, getting you know, the, the vision that is Yeovil Town, the Cup, cup Giant Killers, back into... Uh, yeah, get the Giant Killer name back. Yeah, and we'd yeah. Like to hear that. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So certainly our ambitions collectively and you know the FA Cup adds a nice fun kind of slant to it especially as we progress you never know when that big one might drop on our lap and uh, you know it'd be nice that's what it's all about really yeah certainly would be nice well that seems like a good place um, to leave it there gentlemen um Martin, thank you very much for joining us as always and hope to be able to speak to you again in the next four or five weeks or so. You're welcome. I always enjoy it. Thank you. Uh, Paul Thorpe, thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure.
Uh, Tom Bailey as well. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you very much. And A.D. Hopper, thank you very much, sir. No problem. And thank you, Martin, for coming on. We do appreciate your content. And, uh, you know, I think it gives you a, a, an ideal platform to let people know your thoughts as well. And it's, it's a two-way stretch, really. So. That's it. And just, just keep supporting the Glovers. Just just believe in it. And, and, and you know, it, it makes all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. Good. We'll have a next the next month. Let's have a, a, an even better month than we've had so far. All right. Here's to that. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And join us again next week, same time, same station, here on Three Valleys Radio.